of our men, when service is over, we have a small gift bag for you. Really not a gift bag. It's, I don't know what you'd call that. I guess you'd put golf balls in it when you're going out to the driving range. But we wanted to give all of you something special for today because you certainly are worthy of your honor. And so we've got in here a bag of popcorn. Because we think you're tops and you're a class act. Amen. And what I like best about this is that when this stuff gets under heat, it changes into something better. And so we want to honor all of our men. You got your own personal bag of popcorn. And we've got in your bag a pop tart. This is in case you have to cook breakfast one morning. All right? And when life gets you down and you really need something to pick you up, we've got a snicker bar so you can laugh at life. And there's a fireball just because you're hot stuff anyway. And a little starburst because you are the star of the family no matter what anybody else says. And for all of the aid that you lend to others, we have given you some aid this morning. So you all have a little Gatorade. And when life gets really filled with pressure and you feel like you're about to blow your top, we put some blow gum in there so you can... Oh, and by the way, there's an eraser in there in case you make any mistakes. You can just... Mark it out. Oh, oh, I forget. And in some of them, not all of them, but some of them, you're going to find an extra surprise. Just a little gift. Amen. Hope you will enjoy it. Thank you for being here today. What a great day. What an honor to be able to recognize all of our fathers and our men today. And I pray that God would help us do that. I know one thing, I am the only thing between you and lunch together, and so I'm not going to stand in your way very long, but I do want to give you what I feel like the Lord has given me several months ago, as a matter of fact, driving down the highway, thinking ahead of the year, the Lord gave me the message in a small form uh, for this morning. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, stand in honor of the Word of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, I'm going to read only one verse, or actually two verses, verse 13 and verse 14 for our text today. While you're turning there, I found some interesting information this week according to one expert Children go through four stages of dealing with their fathers. By the way, our children can slip out right now. I forgot they were still in here. Children go through four stages of dealing with their father. In the first stage, they call him Dada. In the second stage, as they grow, they call him Daddy. And as they mature and develop into young men and women, they reach the place where they call him dad. 
And then the fourth stage, they call him collect. That's what fathers get for Father's Day. I hope that's not your only offering today. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse number 13. Watch ye stand fast in the faith. Quiet you like men. Be strong, lest all your thing, or let all your things be done with charity. Let me read it one more time. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith, quiet you like men, be strong, and let all your things be done with charity. The Living Bible reads like this. Keep your eyes open for spiritual danger. Stand true to the Lord. Act like men. Be strong. And whatever you do, do it with kindness and with love. I want to talk to you about the elements of true manhood today. Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. We live in a day when it is becoming more and more difficult to find good men or even to be a good man. According to the most recent research And I will have to tell you that after having done a little digging this past few weeks, I was disturbed at what I discovered. But obviously in the eyes of many in our culture, men and women who study our culture, they are declaring that manhood is in a tailspin. Many reasons that they give for it, technology um, that has replaced the brute labor of many in the labor force, the feminist movement that has brought equality to our women and nothing against uh, equality. But out of all of that, they have studied over the last recent 20 to 25 years, a steady decline in the view of man in our culture. The world's concept of man is warped, to say the least, and far too many today get their idea of life and manhood from the media, and they certainly are getting an ear and an eye full. I personally believe that there is a subtle brainwashing that takes place in our culture the more that we expose ourselves to what modern media portrays as man. Overwhelmingly, contemporary societies are portraying man in a negative light. He is abuser. He is this and that. As a matter of fact, In less than 20% of media profiles was there a reflection of a positive theme for 
a man. There's a lot of discussion in our world right now, more than I even realize as to what a man is. And with gender confusion coming to the forefront, we are becoming more and more aware that we are in a society and a culture that is losing grip with what real men and real manhood is. It is certainly more than biological or physiological. Being a man is not just about the male gender of the human race, but it is far more than that. Manhood is not proven by my ability to father a child. I believe that manliness is proven by my fathering that child. Amen. You prove your manliness not by being able to sire someone, but being a father to that child. When I consider all that is against our men, I am much more prayerful even today for all of you than I have been. Being a true man in our world is a tough job, and it is a challenge to be a true godly man. It demands a great deal of courage because you are going to have to go counter to what our culture is moving And in moving counter to our culture, it is going to set you at odds with an underlying spirit that would like to diminish your God-given role in this world. In a postmodern culture that is lacking any real definition of manhood, it is becoming increasingly difficult to know what it means to be a man. And so we see a generation of children that are growing up that don't know how to identify themselves as masculine or as manly. And they are almost threatened if they declare that they are such. Men in our culture, I think, are searching for identity, and they're doing it by many means. And I want to tell you this morning that what I am going to share with you today is not something that you can buy at the doctor's office, and it's not something that you can inject into yourself. It is not something that you can drink and evolve. It goes deeper than that. It goes down to the very spirit of the man. And so what we want to talk about this morning is what does a real man look like? That's the subject of debate. So let's look at what it is. And since the familiar touchstones in our culture are missing, we need to go back to what the Word has to say about us. And I would say that it would be far more important what God says about me than it is whether I pass the muster of some magazine article or some editor in some faraway place that has a hidden agenda. It would be wise for me to go back to the Word. And so that's where we're going to go today. 
In our text, there is the encapsulation of what I believe a true man is. In that one single scriptural sentence, we have a challenge for all of us to live by. The virtues and the characteristics that define what a true man is. And Paul said it like this. He said, watch ye, be On the alert, stay awake, stand fast, or be courageous. Do not fear being a man. Play the man, act like a man, and be strong. And do all that you do, let it be encapsulated by a love and a kindness toward others, realizing the powerful influence that you hold over their lives. And so if you will, for a few moments, I want to go back through those four simple things that Paul mentioned, and I want to uh, explore perhaps a little deeper what Paul had in mind. When he said to watch, he was actually saying that we were to keep our eyes open That as men that we must be watchful and aware and alert and awake and heedful and mindful and concerned about where we are at all times. Because there are many enemies that fight against you and I as a man. And so we must guard ourselves and we must be circumspect. And Paul's admonition seems to hint that there was a possibility of somebody backing away from their commitment to God because they have become absorbed in secondary issues and secondary concerns. And because they have become absorbed in the secondary, they become absorbed in their physical appearance or in the things that they accumulate or what they can buy or how they can leverage themselves in their job, or own their job, or how they can position themselves for the next step upward, because they have become absorbed in secondary things. They have left the most important thing, and the most important thing is, as a man, you've got to keep your eyes open at all times, and you've got to be watchful. You've got to be aware and alert that there is a spirit there in, in the world in which you live that would like to destroy your influence because so goes the man, so goes the home. And when Eve fell, God didn't come looking for Eve. God came looking for Adam because Adam held a great responsibility for what happened in that environment. And so as a man, if we're going to be true men, we're going to have to be men who watch. What do we watch? I believe, first of all, you've got to watch yourself. Amen. Say that with me, men. Watch yourself. You've got to watch your mind, what you allow to come into your mind. Because what comes into your mind will eventually move into your heart. And when it begins to affect the desires and the passions, the next thing that it moves into is your actions. And so to stop whatever might be an erosion or the possibility of loss in your life, you need to make sure that you are mindful to pay attention to what you're allowing to go into your mind. 
And it's not just in what you see, but it is what you hear about what a man is or what a man can't be or what he is not. You need to be sure that when you remember what you are, you take that remembrance from what the Word of God declares about you to be. So you need to watch your mind and you need to watch your heart. You need to watch the things that become of importance, the desire, the passion. And when secondary issues become more important to you than the primary issues, you are in trouble and you are headed down a very dangerous road. There should be nothing more important than your walk with God, number one. And there should be nothing that would compromise that walk with God. No pleasure, no problem, no money, no position, nothing, no power that you could ever get in your life should ever take the place of your walk with God. Watch your heart. Watch your spirit. Because it is easy for men to let things get deep into them. And men are not good at letting go. That's why Paul, when he talked about men, he said, I would that men would lift up holy hands without what? Wrath, without anger, without attitude, without having a wrong spirit, and without doubt that you would be a man of faith as well as a man who has control of your spirit. So you need to watch yourself, number one. Number two, you need to watch over your house. Don't let anybody else become your housekeeper. Amen. Are all of you men listening? You may not be over a house yet, but when you get there, you better learn how to watch over your house. You need to watch what comes into your house, and you need to watch what you allow to go on in your house. There's some things that I have put very plainly before my kids and I, my, my kids are not for you to pick at. I'm just going to talk about them because they're mine. But there's one thing I made clear and my wife made clear to them. You can live however you want to live, but you're not going to live that way in my house. If you don't want to live this, then you have the prerogative of doing it somewhere else. But I'm not going to sanction your wrong behavior by coddling you and giving you a room so you can keep doing what you're doing. And so I'm going to keep watch over my house because I want my house to be clean and I want it to be safe. And it was Joshua who said, I don't know what you're going to do, but as for me and my house, we are going to serve the Lord. I believe you've got to watch against the things that creep into your life. I think you as a man have to watch the things that don't come rushing in the front door, but they come slipping in the back door. As a man, you've got to watch against the things that all of a sudden they're there in the living room and you're asking yourself, how in the world did that get here? You've got to watch against the subtle things that creep in and you've got to watch against and uh, those things on a daily basis. You need to watch for the temptations that come daily against you as a man, lest through some carelessness or lethargy you allow something to slip by that does not need to be there. So a true man is going to be a man who is watchful. 
a man who can see when everything in the world is against him. He does not lose focus of what really matters. If you have family with you today, you need to look around at your family. And you need to thank God that they're with you. Amen. Things may not be perfect in your family, but you ought to thank God that you have family. I thought about my father this morning, and I, when they were singing those songs earlier, some of those were my dad's favorite songs to lead in worship. And I can remember him, that one-eyed man standing behind that pulpit, and he would lift his head, and to the depth of his soul, and as loud as he could sing, he would praise God and lead that congregation in worship. That's where I, what I grew up. I guess that's why I'm so loud when I come to church and worship. I, I may not be this way all the time, but when it comes to worship, I don't want there to be any doubt what I'm doing at church. I don't want anybody to ever wonder why I showed up. I want them to know that my important point of being here is magnifying and worshiping the Lord. And so a true man is a man who is ever watchful. He keeps his eyes open. He is awake and alert. Don't let anything lull you to sleep. You know how that happens, don't you? When you hear a particular sound consistently over and over and over, like the hum of a motor or the hum of an air conditioning unit or the hum of a fan, you're sitting in your recliner. It's not long before those shades begin to call home and they, they start closing because, because you, you've, you've allowed something to slip in. Be watchful of that. Number two, he said you must stand fast in the faith. It was a military term which meant to keep rank. Now, I've not been in the military. I was raised around a military town but I do understand the term keep rank. You stay in step with those that are around you. You, you don't lose stride. You, you don't allow your mind to become so distracted that you get out of step with everybody else that's with you because you're getting out of step is going to cause somebody else to get out of step, somebody else to get out of step. And the, it's a train wreck waiting to happen and so Paul said, if you're going to be a true man, you're going to have to learn how to keep rank and persevere, endure, stick to it, continue to stay on your feet even when the world is trying to knock you down. You've got to be a man who can keep your footing and you can take a licking and keep on ticking. Amen. Amen. I love what the Bible says about Daniel. Brother Peden mentioned him this morning. Daniel chapter 1 verse 21, it goes into a, a list of the things that had happened in their life and what all was expected of them. But it goes down to verse 21 and it says this, and Daniel continued. What did he continue? He continued doing what he had always done. He prayed toward the, the, the east every morning, every noon, every evening. He didn't quit his ritual. He didn't matter the pressures that were on him. He didn't matter what the culture he said that, that, that he lived in said about him. He had made up his mind that he was purposed to stand. And because he was purposed to stand, 
It's easy to continue when you make up your mind. Man, everybody say a made-up mind will make up the mind of a lot of other issues. Amen. What Daniel needed, what Daniel spoke of, and what we need to be mindful of is someone who could last no matter what happened. A steadiness, an immovability that marks your life. Not a wandering star. You know what bothers me about church sometimes? is that when we come to prayer, sometimes as a church family, there's more ladies. And I'm not against you ladies. I preach for you on Mother's Day. I'm preaching for our men today. But I want to tell you what I desire and what I saw yesterday in our men's breakfast was not some puny effort to try to bolster a, a, a weak man, men's group, but I saw... Forty strong men gathered in that room just eating and fellowshipping together. And I felt something come from that. There was a strength. that There, there, there was a camaraderie that came out of that meeting yesterday. And when I looked around, I realized that we are blessed to have a lot of good men. Men who are not afraid to stand and be counted. Men who have drawn a line and said, you know what? This is what I am and this is what I'm going to continue to be. And I am not confused about who I am. Amen. Not a wandering star, but a steady and stable son of God. Not vacillating and tossed to and fro by every wind that comes along, but a man who has a foundation. Listen to me, men. I'm not talking just to our fathers. I'm talking to our men. Don't let the world push you aside and marginalize you by acting as if you don't matter. You matter today to our culture, to this church, and to God. You are important. Don't allow the world today to take away your faith and your, your, your strength to stand. Fix your faith. And when you fix your faith, it will fix your feet Amen. When you fix your faith, it will determine where you will or you will not go. Hold on to what is right and hold fast to principles that will keep you when problems prevail. In Psalms 12 and 1, David wondered where the nation was headed. He wondered what was going on when he looked around and he saw the anchors of their society were no longer there. And this is what he said. The godly man ceaseth, and the faithful man fails. He lamented the death and the decline and departure of godly men because he knew when godliness went, faithfulness would go right along with it. You know what I've discovered in pastoring good men? is that men who are godly are never unfaithful. Never unfaithful. I don't mean just to their wife or their family, but to the church as well. Men who pursue godliness are men who stand, and such times we need men like this. Paul said, for a man to be a man, he not only needs to be awake, but he needs to be able to stand a man who can believe when all hope seems gone and he will keep believing no matter what happens in his life. The third thing that he mentioned was to be 
He said, quiet you like men. Now, it literally means to act like men, not act up like men sometimes do, but act like men. Amen. When you're attacked, don't flinch. When you're assaulted, don't run. Maintain your ground. Quiet you like men does not mean quitting men. Amen. General Patton said, he said, all men are afraid of battle. The coward is the one who lets his fear overcome his sense of duty. And so it is for all our men. Let your character and your judgment reflect a man of determined character. I am going to be the man, one who will give up my life before I will give up my testimony. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you either bow and worship or you're going to the furnace. There was something so deeply rooted in those men. They knew who they were. They were godly men. They said, we know that God can and we believe that God will. But if God chooses not to, just want you to know we're not going to bow and we're not going to worship because we would rather give up our life than give up our testimony. That's the kind of men that we need, men who will hold on to their testimony. They will choose the best before the worst. They will act with courage. Amen. Some translators said that men just need to grow up. I don't know. Sometimes I think that's true, but growing up doesn't necessarily mean that you mature. So when he says, quiet you like men, he's talking about showing some maturity, conducting yourself in that way, to have courage in the face of danger. It speaks of a mature stability. Here is a call for courageous manhood. Have the courage to play the man. Courage that is not violence or savagery, but courage that is a boldness that will declare that no matter what, I will not give up. I will not give in. I will not give out. I will not go back. I will not turn around. I will continue. Amen. Are there any men here this morning that want to continue? Men who continue when it would be easier to give up and let go is what God is looking for. Men who will hold on. And the fourth thing, he said it was to be strong. It was the mark of maturity, a fixed, founded, steadfast, firm strength. To be strong does not mean to be muscular. There's some people that have that confused. They think if they pump themselves full of what all they want to pump themselves full of, that that makes them strong. It may make you muscular, but it doesn't make you strong. The thing that makes a man strong is what goes on down in his inner being, his soul. What makes a man strong is when he can look temptation in the eye and say no. And walk away from it. When he can turn himself into a better path. To be strong in spirit is to be a man who is not abusive but kind and understanding. And a man who will not give up no matter what. To become strong in my spirit 
before I become strong in my body is a principle that I need to understand because to be strong enough in my life that will help me to stand whatever I'm going to have to start in my spirit. Amen. I need to be strong enough to dominate evil influences and not let them dominate me. I need to be strong enough to close the door that leads to lust or anything else of that pattern. I need to be strong enough to not get lost in the crowd mentality of our world and just go along because everybody's doing it. Amen. I don't care how many sitcoms they put out about how stupid men are. I'm here to tell you that men aren't stupid. You're not stupid. And you're not uncaring. You may have overlooked some things in your life and you may not be as aware of what you need to do in your life as you ought to be, but you need to listen to this preacher this morning. Amen. You need to hear what I'm saying because you've got to be strong enough to close the door, close the paragraph that leads you down the wrong road, close the conversation that leads you to a place you don't need to go. Be strong enough to shut the door and say, no, 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 no. That's, that's not what I am and that's not where I'm going. We need men who can hold on no matter what. Those are the characteristics of a true man. A man who watches. A man who stands. A man who is a man. He's not confused about his identity. He's not confused about his gender. Amen. I remind you, I know it's not popular, but he made them male and female. He made them Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Now, I know that's counter to our culture, and there will probably be a day somebody will sit on these pews and take notes of that and go write something to try to blast me. I don't care right now. I've made up my mind. I'm more interested in what this book has to say about me than I am in what my culture has to say about me. And God said, if you want to be a real man, you better keep your eyes wide open. You better stay alert. You better stand. Get your feet rock solid on the ground and make up your mind. I'm not moving. I'm not vacillating. I'm not backing up. I'm not going away. Come on, stand with me, if you will. Amen. Being strong enough to close the doors to things that could lead you in the wrong direction. And he winds it all up by saying whatever you do, all of this needs to be enshrouded and balanced in a spirit of love. It's easy as a man to utilize a strength to get what he wants. But leadership is not dictatorship. Leadership is not making all the decisions either. Leadership is making sure the right decision is made. But act like a man. Act like a man, but let your actions be governed by love and kindness. If you'll do that, there'll be no worry about abuse. There'll be no families that will have to cower in fear at the thought of you coming home or coming in. Somehow you can let the love of God just fill your heart. Saturate your mind, body, and soul. What a difference it would make. Those are the kind of men we need.
men. Do you accept that challenge today? All of the men in this place, would you do me a favor? Would you just lift up your hands right now and let's pray and ask God to help us to be a godly man. Oh, Lord, help us to be the kind of man that would be pleasing, that would lead our family, that would lead our home, that would watch over our, our own soul, watch our own heart and life and mind. Hallelujah. 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 Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. I am thankful for all of our men today. So please be mindful that somebody appreciates you. This guy right here appreciates you. Thank you. I'm honored for my father-in-law to be here this morning. Such a privilege to see him on the platform a little while ago. I didn't ask him ahead of time, but I just feel led of the Holy Ghost to ask him to pray over our church and pray over our men in dismissal. You don't have to come to the platform. One of these young men is going to help you. Would you take that microphone to him? Amen. Would you join hands with your family right now? When this prayer is over, you can feel dismissed. We certainly appreciate you being here. So thankful that you've come to spend time with your family. Dad, would you pray? Lord Jesus, we stand before you today humble and grateful for your love. Never one time, Lord, have you failed us in any way. Thank you, God, for your word that reaches deep. We worship you, Lord. This church, Lord, is your church. We're only caretakers. But we come before you, Lord, for your continued blessing. We yield ourselves, Lord, to you, to use as you would use us, Lord. We ask you, Lord, that you would reach down your hand today. If there's anyone here that does not know you, that you touch deep into their heart. We're mindful, Lord, of your grace and your mercy. That's extended to us. We ask your blessings, Lord. Keep us in your love. In Jesus' name.